Welcome to ADHD Crash Course, the podcast for those of us who feel we have a lot to learn about ADHD, and that includes me. I'm your host, Danae Cannon, and when it comes to ADHD, I've been at this for a while, and I'm still learning new things. I'm an occupational therapist, a certified coach, a mom of more than one kiddo with ADHD, and I have ADHD. So welcome to the Crash Course. We're in it together, and let's jump in. Welcome to ADHD Crash Course. Today, we're going to talk about how managing our mental energy actually helps us manage ADHD. And it's kind of a funny topic because I think people with ADHD have have this reputation of having this boundless energy and people often might associate it with hyperactivity. And the reality is most of the people that I know with ADHD are are pretty tired. (laughs) And I think it It has to do with having a really busy brain. We often burn our mental energy on things that we're not even necessarily intending to. They're not even a priority for us, but we end up shooting off in these different directions and that can be kind of tiring. So what can we do about that? How do we manage our mental energy with ADHD? And I have a few ideas today, things that have been helpful for me and helpful for my clients. And I'm going to dive into them now. Number one for managing our mental energy is to simplify. And when we simplify, we're just essentially cutting down on choices because making choices burns a lot of mental energy. And so you want to take areas of your life that you don't really care about making a ton of choices in and simplify so you're not making choices. So what does this look like? It could mean that you really simplify the foods that you cook. You cook the same meals and you have them on repeat instead of trying to make decisions and and come up with different recipes if it doesn't matter to you that you're not always having tons of variety in this area. I know for me, as far as breakfast is concerned, I have like the same two breakfast that I rotate through until I get sick of them and then something else will rotate in. I'm not really invested that I have a huge variety breakfast and so I don't want to make decisions about it. I just want to be on kind of automatic and I want that decision to be simple. It can look like using a capsule wardrobe so you just have a handful of things that you love that you're wearing instead of having to weed through a bunch of things that you're kind of meh about. It requires you to make more decisions because you're looking at 50 items versus 15. Another area that we can simplify with our schedule is to say no to things that aren't really adding value to your life. This is so hard. A lot of us have the fear of missing out, FOMO, and it's difficult to say, hey, this is probably a great thing to do, but not great for me right now because I have a lot on my plate. It's hard for us to simplify. And I've really noticed this in my own life. I have four kids. We're typically pretty busy just because of numbers. And when everything about a year and a half ago came screeching to a halt because of Corona and just us not doing the things that we were doing, it really helped me experience, wow, like a completely empty schedule or an almost empty schedule and be mindful about what I actually valued, what I actually wanted to add back. And I think a lot of people have had similar experiences of just taking inventory because we were forced to and noticing, hmm, what what do I want my schedule to look like? What do I want my commitments to look like? And then trying to be intentional as we begin to add things back. 
Before I move off of simplify, I wanted to encourage you. I know for some of us, myself included, when I hear a message like this and I hear, oh, I should simplify or I should be more minimalist in my approach, I will get almost panicked. Oh, there's six of us here. We have so much stuff. We're, we're going to be bad minimalists. This is so much work. And take a step back if any of this sounds overwhelming or sounds like something you don't want to do and think about the real message here. Simplify in order to free up your energy. Simplify where you don't care about making choices. If you love making gourmet meals, well, don't take my suggestion about a few meals that rotate. That's going to bum you out. If you're a fashionista and your favorite thing is your extensive wardrobe, well, Don't do the capsule wardrobe. You don't want to do that. Find the areas in your life that you don't care about making the decisions and simplify them as much as you can. I do think simplifying your schedule is great for all of us. That's going to mean different things to different people, but it's very, very easy for us to just keep stacking on more commitments because we don't want to miss out or we don't know how to prioritize. And that is one that I do think is universal. But as far as the other areas, simplify in the areas you want to simplify with the idea of, I'm not doing this to be perfectly minimalist. I'm doing this to free up my mental energy for the places I want to use it. Okay, that kind of leads naturally into my next point, my number two, and how you can free up more of your mental energy, kick perfectionism to the curb. You are going to be doing yourself a huge favor because perfectionism is an energy vampire. It's never enough. It can take all of your energy. It is a moving target. And surprisingly enough, a lot of ADHDers are these unlikely perfectionists. I don't know if it's something that we end up doing to kind of mitigate dropping the ball in other areas or or not meeting expectation in other areas. I'm not sure, but there is a load of people that I know with ADHD that struggle with this all or nothing super rigid perfectionism and it's exhausting. Nothing depletes your energy more than perfectionism because it's just a constant energy drain. And if you feel good about what you're accomplishing, if you allow yourself to savor what you did right and celebrate the wins, even if they're small wins, that gives you mental energy. It's also kind and you should be kind to yourself, but if you don't care about being kind to yourself right now and you just care about the practical logistics, it gives you more energy. So start trying to focus on some of the ways you are nailing it and talk back to perfectionistic thoughts that say, ah, it's not good enough. Sometimes good enough is good enough. Just doing it okay is good. That way you can spend the energy on the things that are really important to you and dedicate your energy to those things. Okay, number three that kind of relates to this, number three is become a satisficer. So what's a satisficer? There's this idea that when you are making decisions that people lean towards one of two groups. You have your satisficers and there are people who say, hey, I'm going to spend just enough energy on this decision to make a good enough decision. It's going to be good enough. It's going to work for me. It may not be the optimal thing in every arena, but it's going to be good enough for me to move on and do something else. And then you have your maximizers. 
And your maximizers are going to attack this choice with the thought that I am going to make the best decision, the one that gives me the maximum benefit for the least amount of investment, and they want to make each decision kind of perfect. They want to nail it. And they end up spending a load of energy maximizing their choices. I am so bad at this. (laughs) I... I'm definitely focusing on it. I want to be a satisficer more often. A lot of times I'll write a blog article that corresponds with some of these podcasts. And the day that I wrote this, I had burned 45 minutes trying to buy a black hoodie for my 12-year-old daughter. And I was so frustrated. They're all, they all look the same, but I was just trying to see, well, is this reading the reviews and how does this hoodie hold up? And, oh, that's really an expensive hoodie. And this is just a more economical hoodie. But does that mean that it's going to be a trashy hoodie that falls apart on her? I burned so much energy. I could have paid myself money that would have bought lots of hoodies. And instead I burned 45 minutes I did not have purchasing a hoodie for my daughter who probably wanted the one that looked like it was half falling apart anyhow because that ties into her style. And I don't think I'm alone. I think a lot of us struggle here with making decisions and we want to maximize our decisions. And obviously you don't want to make poor decisions, but being economical in the energy that you spend in making decisions, if you're trying to decide where to move your family, that's probably a maximizing decision. You don't want to be haphazard about that. If you're buying your child a hoodie, you could be a satisficer here. And so focusing on this, being aware of this might actually help you free up energy for other things. So don't be like me. Try to be a satisficer. I'm working on it. Hopefully we'll, we'll get there together. All right. My number four is leverage habits. I've already done a podcast on this, on habits and how we can build habits that's kind of ADHD friendly. Shouldn't be hard for you to find because I have four total podcasts. It's one of those four. Anyhow, that goes in a little bit of the how, but the why is habits free up our mental energy. Habits put us on automatic so we're not making decision. Yeah, they take a little bit of energy or sometimes a lot of energy on the front end when you're establishing them. But once you really have a habit rooted, it's going to carry you and it's going to free up your decision making energy because you're just doing it. You're not deliberating about whether you have time for it, what's the thing you want to do. You're just doing it because it's automatic. Okay, number five for how to free up energy, eat the frog. So there's a Mark Twain quote that said, if it's your job to eat a frog, it's best to do it first in the morning. And if it's your job to eat two frogs, it's best to eat the biggest one first. And my takeaway from this is that tasks that you're avoiding and therefore mentally lugging around with you, sap your mental energy. If you have an overwhelming task that just stays on your to-do list, it wears on you. I gave the example when I did the Creating Habits podcast episode of this IRS task that I had that was totally overwhelming and I carried on my things to-do list for three months. Yeah, it was 
a really junky task. It was dreaded and it was no fun. But if I had just done it, I would have netted so much more energy because knowing I had to do it just drained me for a long time. We realize that those things are hanging over us. And even though we put them off and don't do them, when we carry them, they have impact on our energy. And so eat the frog, just do the dreaded thing. Now, does it have to be in the morning? No, that's actually my most productive time. So it fits me. But I know a lot of people that that's not the time that they can focus or they have a lot of bandwidth for doing something difficult. And so if you're really hitting your stride at 2 p.m. and you know that's when you have the mental energy for something that's taxing on you, either creativity or it's just a difficult job, then it's fine to honor your own rhythm and do the tough thing when you have the best resources. The big idea here is don't let undone jobs drain your energy. Don't let them slide over again and again, day after day, week after week, month after month, if they don't have to slide over. Number six is check in with yourself. Your energy fluctuates during the day. If it's dipped in a big way, sometimes a really simple reset can refresh you and give you the energy you need for the remainder of your day. A lot of us just aren't really tuned into our bodies. We just try to power through energy lows to our detriment. If it's at all possible for you to take a power nap, that's like a 10 to 20 minute nap. Not everybody can do that. That's fine. There's other ideas I'm going to go over, but the power nap idea, the max you're sleeping is maybe 20 minutes. And if you go beyond that, you risk entering into a phase of sleep that's going to make you really groggy and might be counterproductive. But truly, if you could do 10 or 15 minutes, sometimes that little reset can really help energy and focus. Not everybody can do that. Not everyone can do that at their desk or have a lunch hour or something where that's possible. That's fine. There's other ways that you can check in with yourself and refresh your energy. Getting outside in the fresh air for just a few minutes can work wonders. Having a quick break, getting up, stretching, taking time to move your body for a second, go get a drink of water, taking time for a short guided meditation, like a five minute meditation, something where you're just giving yourself a little break, even closing your eyes to take visual breaks throughout your day. We have about half of our brains that are related to vision in some way or another. So if you take a moment to rest from processing visual information, it's a big brain break and it can be really helpful. Now, I know that a lot of times we get busy and we don't want to take this time, but it's best if we take the time. If you have ever been around a young child, you know that ignoring their needs for rest does not typically end well. You might think that you're going to push through and grab a couple more things at the store, even though it's really nap time. And you learn really quickly that if you don't want to be scurrying out of Target with a kid screaming like a banshee and trying to alligator roll out of your arms while the entire store watches the spectacle, that it's a better idea to honor this child's need for rest. 
but we stop honoring that in ourselves. We know we can push through or we think we can push through, but we don't see the ways that this actually sabotages us. It's really evident when you look at a toddler, you see how this has sabotaged how they're doing, how it sabotaged your trip to Target. It's obvious. We don't see it in ourselves because we push through, push through, and we don't recognize that our need to stress eat or our crabbiness with our partner or some other factor is, it's like our toddler tantrum. It's the natural result of ignoring our needs all day long. So don't do that. Try to honor yourself the way you honor a sleepy toddler at Target. Just get out, get out of there, go take care of yourself. So that brings us to the end of the episode today. We talked about ways that we are able to manage our mental energy in order to manage ADHD. We talked about simplifying wherever that's possible so we're not making decisions, getting rid of perfectionism, also trying to be a satisficer, leveraging the power of habits, eating the frog, and honoring our own needs for rest. So hopefully that was helpful. Pick one of these and play around with it. See if it makes a difference for you and experiment with what works for you. Thank you so much for joining me. I know there's a lot out there to listen to. I appreciate you spending time with me today. Please, 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 if you enjoy this, if it's helpful, pass it along, like, subscribe, come visit me on Instagram at the ADHD Clarity Coach or Facebook on Clarity Coaching. You can also connect with me on my website where I have blog articles and other resources, the ADHD Clarity Coach.com. Thanks again, everyone, and I will see you next week.